Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. Well, we are here on a beautiful August day, and that's sort of a oxymoron. I don't know whether beautiful and August comes together, but we're here with Susan Cook, who is the president of Anne Arundel Women Giving Together, which is a just a great organization that's uh, I learned has been around for quite some time. But thank you very much for inviting me to your home. And we're out here on your front porch, steps away from the South River. Can't beat it. Fishing Creek. Fishing Creek. Fishing okay. Creek. But but you're right. The South River's over there a, a bit farther, but it's over there too. But uh, except for that, Fragmites, we're right. We're pretty actually pretty close to Fishing Creek. <laughs> True. Well, let's talk about Anne Arundel Women Giving Together. Besides it being one of the more sexist organizations, because I can't belong. <laughs> okay, apparently. As far as I know, Anne Arundel Women Giving Together is a grant-making organization. They get money. And they give it out to those that need it, um, organizations that need it, that are working in the community. And very similar, I guess, in very basic concepts to like the Rotary that, you know, we raise money to give money to do good. Correct. Is that the, the gist of what we're doing? Correct. And that's how we started in 2006. It was a small group of about 15 women, believe it or not. We're now up to 287. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't think there were that many women. No. Uh, yeah. We're up to 287, which is so rewarding. And rewarding because we're not just sticking with our original core, but we're bringing in newer, younger members. And, and it's great to have their energy and it's great to have their ideas. So that's how the organization started in 2006. In 2007, they gave out their first grants of total of four grants totaling about $40,000. And then it's been all uphill since then. So you're giving out grants. You said $40,000 in the first year that you distributed them. What, let's fast forward and now here in 2022, we're not into 23 yet, I guess, but what was the total amount that you guys had given out this year? We gave out, this year we gave out a hundred, almost $165,000 in one year. And that's a new high for us. That's got to be, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, life-changing for some organizations. It is life-changing, and particularly for the kind of organizations that we're most interested in. We gave to nine different nonprofits. We like to establish our members, establish personal relationships with each other, and we like to establish personal relationships with our grantees. Um, we like the newer, younger organizations sometimes because they're able to get in at the grassroots where there's sometimes a smaller organization has more flexibility to pivot or to form and immediately go after some problem. For example, COVID comes along. No one's planning it. All of a sudden, nonprofits have different issues to deal with. And then we see how we come out of COVID and look at all the, I mean, the economy, everything is constantly changing and how pieces are fitting together. So this year with our nine new profits, I mean, some of them were, were almost brand new. Um, and, and we really like that. And we don't just give out grants. We follow up with them. We, not that we know everything about running a nonprofit, but with what we know and with our support, 
we try to support them going forward. Interesting. Well, you, you mentioned that your membership, you're up to 276, I think you said? 287. 87. Okay. Now, is, what, what is membership? I mean, obviously, this is a, a woman's group. And, I mean, is there a membership cost to membership? Are there different types of membership? Well, we, we started out where we had, um, when we were younger, we, it, it was a more significant financial contribution to raise enough money. And last year, we started thinking that we wanted to be more inclusive. The other thing you want is you want your, your giving circle to continue to grow and to, to be something that continues even after you. So you need to be bringing in newer people, younger people, new ideas, and that sort of thing. So we developed a, a tiered strategy. So you can join our organization for $175, or you can join our organization for $1,075 and a number of different points in between. So whatever level you feel is comfortable for you, and for different people, you know, because of situations, they could want one level this year. There could be some uh, some need in their family or some illness. And next year, they could go to a different level if they wanted. Well, I've got to think that just in general, if you're talking about young blood coming in, if you will, I mean, let's, let's talk about a young, newly married couple. The wife wants to, to join this, this group and everything else. Uh, you know, it's tough when you're young. Especially in Annapolis. I was just looking at housing costs down here. So, you know, to be able to, you know, and then, but as your life progresses, as your career progresses, you certainly can go. So that's a brilliant move to be able to sort of, uh, you know, pay as you're able, per se, to a degree, but, you know, what you're able to do. And we were afraid that we might lose money. And of course, this is money that goes into our grants. So we didn't want to have to give out fewer grants the next year. We were afraid we were going to lose money. We actually, what happened is many members went, you know, I am in this and I am in this 100%. And instead of continuing at the same level or dropping, they moved up. And so we actually ended up getting more money. It actually turned out to be, and they were very proud of doing so. And it, and I, and I was one of the ones that did say, you know, I really like this organization. I want to move up. So everybody was able to give it the level they were comfortable with. That's awesome. Now, you, you said that the money that they, the membership fees fund the grants. Is that the only source of funding for the membership fees for the grants? What people pay to join is the primary funding for the grants fund. Now, we have um, meeting costs. We have, we have Zoom bills. We have... Um, when we have meetings in person, there, there's ex- sometimes venue expenses. And what we do is we have a sponsorship program and we go out to local businesses and say, would you please, would you be interested? We're going to advertise your existence. We're going to tell people you're wonderful. Would you be interested in making a contribution? You know, it can be a thousand. It can be 2,500. It can be less. It can be more. We're going to give you publicity. And then we use that money to uh, offset our administrative costs. Okay, yeah, that so makes that sense. So that we can devote as much possible from the membership fees into our grant fund. And the success of that program is one of the reasons why we had such a, a large amount to give last year. I would imagine a sponsorship for Anne Arundel Women Together. And I want to say the website is just a very simple givingtogether.org. would be very beneficial to most people just because of the 
you know, you're not a huge group. I mean, you're 200 and some odd people. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's not like you're going to have a, a festival with thousands of people, but you're the right people. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm happy to be able to get out the word to others who might think that for this relatively modest amount, they can become visible because you were reaching into, okay, for every person that's, every man that's married, they know that the woman is right up there when you're talking about where the family money's going to go. And where are we going to go to the doctor? Where are we going to go to the dentist? Who's going to help us with our taxes? Those are the sort of people who, who become our sponsors. And they're getting an end to members of all income levels. We also have members of high income levels. So you're getting direct. You may put an ad in, in a newspaper, in a magazine, and you're getting all sorts of readers. With our membership, you're getting people who are really looking at the right thing in the right place and are in a position to influence others well, to think, make that choice. I think if you look at that, and, and I don't want to harp too much on the on the sponsorship, but when you think about that, okay, you've got with, – with a magazine, okay, anybody can get it, okay? I, I can go to the giant and pick it up for $1.50 and read it, and, and I may see your ad or I may not. When I go with Anne Arundel Women Given Together, at the very minimum – I have somebody, let's just make some generalizations here. I've got a, you know, 20-something-year-old, just-married woman uh, that has scraped up the, you know, the couple hundred dollars to join initially, but she's committed to the community, not just today, but tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, and the week after that. And, I mean, that is a, that is a long-term benefit, I would think, for most of the sponsors that jump in on this. Well, and, and she has contacts that reflect her interests so she's first of all to join our organization you're reaching out so in terms of if i was wanting to advertise to somebody she's going to have be influencing purchasing decisions not just in her family but in the other people that she socializes with and that she shares because no one is just in Anne Arundel women giving together they're also in some of them are in rotary they're in this they're here they're there they're throughout the community, and our group is just a way where you pluck out these total – these are people who are totally community-oriented and interested, and you could drive up and down the street and never even know they're there until – it's in my case, you know, I've, I now have three people in the community that belong, and one of them says I mentioned it to her, but I didn't sponsor either one of them. They just – Heard about it and thought it sounded wonderful and joined. That's fantastic to go. And we're a, not a big community. No, that's for sure. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your grantees. Uh, you'd mentioned that a lot of your members are affiliated with them uh, or they have an affinity with them. Uh, something maybe is tugging on the heartstrings or maybe they're volunteering with them. Maybe they're, uh, you know, helping them raise money or whatever else. Who are you looking to give money to? It's not me. <laughs> well, not that we don't like you. No, I'm not a we nonprofit. We would love to give you money, a, I, I, but... I don't have a 501c3. So, so. First things first. That's true. That's true. We only give to, to 501c3s, which are federal nonprofits. We work with, um, we, are, we are blessed to have started out our existence and continue, we continue our financial existence with the Community Foundation of Anne Arundel County, now being led by Mary Spencer, who is blessedly always there, even if you, as president, you have the weirdest question, you can call her up for advice. So 
we're not just floundering along by ourselves. We are guided by professionals in the background working to make sure we succeed and we do everything the way we should. The interesting, the really interesting thing about grant making um, with our organization is we don't appoint a committee to choose who gets money. We have a very large group of people, and, and that's like 40 or 50 people get together and evaluate the grants, pick out their favorites, and then it's put up to a vote for the whole membership. So that is what really struck me when I first heard about the organization in 2015 was somebody said, well, you know, you, you pay this money and, and it goes to charity and you get to pick who it goes to. And, and I'm like, whoa, I had, I had recently retired. I worked in DC. I didn't know a lot of women in, in Annapolis. Sure. So I'm like, well, I need to know women in Annapolis, and this looks as good a cause as anything. And so that's how I happened to join. Um, and, it, and it struck me from the very beginning, my God, you mean I get to vote on who gets funded? And that's the way it works. I imagine, too, as you're going through the voting process, and if, if I were a, a voting member, I'm being exposed to a number of organizations through that process that I haven't heard of that I've never never known about correct correct uh, and and that may again tug on my heartstrings it may tug on you know some you know hit a nerve with me it does two things first of all well it does three things first of all you learn about your community that you didn't know whoa we have this nonprofit I've never heard of them blah 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 so you learn about that you may get the idea hmm I really want to call up this this nonprofit and see if I can volunteer my services because as you said, we do have a lot of members um, with ties to who volunteer uh, at different nonprofits because they support them. Frequently, those are nonprofits we don't even fund, sometimes because they're such popular nonprofits, they don't need our funding. Sure. Not that they don't, I shouldn't say they don't need our funding. They do need our funding. But our members pick what speaks to them. And sometimes that's, and a lot of times that's smaller nonprofits um, that are going right in at the basis of need. And particularly if you want to devote money to a minority cause, you know, because there are nonprofits that totally habla espanol and focus on that community. And if you want to help that community, that's where you want to be giving a grant. Does Anne Arundel Women Giving Together, do they have, I mean, do you have a sort of a guidance? I mean, are you looking for, uh, to help, we'll say, you know, minorities or lower income, or is it pretty much open to everything? Well, we're open to receiving applications that fall within our, our mission statement, which to, is to improve the quality of life for women and families in Anne Arundel County. So that's, it's very much a woman's focus. There's a lot of need just in a woman and a child when there is no husband to help Certainly. that family unit. What does the process look like to apply? And I guess when do you apply? How do you apply in all, all of that? I mean, I, I'm picturing it like an America's Got Talent or a, a Shark Tank <laughs> or something along those lines. With these, Oh, Shark Tank would be fun. But um, no, I'm afraid it's a little less dramatic. Um, in the fall, usually about November, we issue an announcement of what our focus is going to be for the grant year, um, if, if we have something particular that's going on. But our focus is always on that fam, way down all the way to the family unit 
and how is what's proposed. For instance, one of our, you know, like the county has a great food bank. Right. But there's certain things that, you know, so you get can get your food at the food bank, but you still have to go to the, to the store for other things that aren't covered by any voucher program. So, so one of the things we funded was kind of a fill-in food place. People apply, you said, in the fall. You've got an open applications, and I'm sure that's a, is that a, a they long They get notice in November, and then the, uh, the application is open in January. It closes the beginning, around the beginning of February. The exact date varies year to year. And then we work on processing it. How do we handle all this? Well, that's, that's where I'm getting at. I mean, uh, how, does, how do we whittle it down to... You know, the handful of grantees or the... Our volunteer effort. We have Wild Apricot for our website. We use our website to... um, We vote through our website. We didn't before COVID. Before COVID, we had a meeting, and it was a lot of fun. It was. Um, And when COVID came, we had to switch to electronic voting, and we're going to stay with electronic voting. But we have members that put in thousands of hours to do all the various tasks in our organization for free. So we have webmasters. We have have a web IT committee. We have a grants committee that does nothing but grants. We have um, committees that deal with the management of our volunteers and that sort of thing. But other than paying our fee to uh, the Community Foundation, we do try to do everything else ourselves. How many grants do you get, applications do you get in February? I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure it varies. It, well, it, it, the only way it's varying is going, it's not really varying, it's going up every year. Um, at first it was 50, and then it was 52, and I think this last year it was 54, and that is too many that makes it a very cumbersome procedure. So we are trying to work on various ways to narrow the, the number of applications we get because it's a lot of work for a nonprofit. And at the end of the year, when you do make the grants, I mean, how many on average do you make in a year? As much as the money will I support. This year it was nine, and that was a very high number. It used to be about six and then seven, and now now it was nine. It all depends on how much an organization asks for, and we had a at least one organization this year that didn't ask for a whole lot. So we were actually able to spread our dollars over more nonprofits, which was great. I mean, how do you assure that? I mean, do the organizations have to report back to you and say, hey, this is what we've we've done with it? Yeah, we have a post-grants committee. So we don't just issue a grant and then say goodbye. We have a post-grants committee that immediately gets us in touch, gets in touch with them, makes sure they understand the paperwork they have to fill out, when their check is going to arrive, and the we, we require uh, two reports over the course of the year. And then a person is assigned to that nonprofit and communicates with them directly. How long have you been president? Well, pr- I'm only president for a year. Okay. Is that the sentence that they That's give? They the- give everybody. <laughs> For for the good or the bad, and actually we've considered, it, our our bylaws do permit two years for president, and uh, sometimes it becomes hard to find a president, and I know some people have suggested two years. Um, it all depends on the person whether they they want to do one year or two year because it is by the time you you get to president and you've usually worked up through some other committees, you really care about the organization and. You do want to devote the time necessary to do a good job. Sure. Our next president is is 
younger, in the midst of her career, will be working. She's incredibly efficient, Margaret Davis. And I think that's good. She's going to set a model. You don't have to be retired to be president. I like Margaret. She's great. She's great. We did a podcast with her back when a couple of years ago. And I know uh, how do people become involved here? Obviously, we can go to givingtogether.org, which is the website. And you are looking. I mean, who are you looking for in the community? Are you looking for anybody in the community, any woman in the community that is vested and has an interest in seeing the community succeed for women and children and families? When I saw somebody describe it, I thought, oh, well, that sounds like a good cause. And you know what? You know, I worked in D.C. I had a hard time meeting women in Annapolis. I mean, you know, there were my neighbors, but that was about it. And, you know, so, so, so you join because you want to give money to philanthropy and you stay because of the warm relationships you make with all these other women that have the same idea and the same purpose. And they end up being, it's crazy, they end up being your totally best friends. You know, I, and, and I'd love to see it. We do have two that come to mind in Annapolis, and I'm sure that you were involved with them at some point. Uh, that did start out small as, we'll say, next to nothing. And I'm sure that they probably had plenty of meetings going like, is this a dumb idea? Or is this is this really going to work? Uh, which evolved into the, oh, my gosh, it really is working. And and now they're, they're much larger organizations. I'm talking about Seeds for Success and STARE. Correct. Um, which, you know, that was just, you know, Seeds for Success was started by two women said, hey, you know, we need to look – about, you know, some of these girls that are living in public housing that don't have a chance because they're not mm-hmm. reading at grade level. Uh, you know, start the adventure in reading as well. And um, when you're at that small startup stage, if you will, of a nonprofit, uh, you know, to be able to get a grant for 5000 or 10000 or $15,000. Every nonprofit starts out with a great idea. And we're happy, particularly with the younger, newer nonprofits, to share their vision and help them move forward. I am excited to see some of the nonprofits that, that are here, and, and anyone that may be listening to this, certainly uh, when the enrollment or the grant period opens up, make sure you want to go to givingtogether.org to uh, see if you're, you fit in with that. But I'm so excited to see the younger folks grabbing the reins, and I think it's great that you have a, you know, a whole list of people that potentially – can come right up there. And I mean, and what, what is your age range of your membership go? I mean, I'm presu- I'm going to, let me take a guess. And I did see one of the names on there. I'm going to say probably mid eighties on the high end. Oh, mid nineties, mid nineties. I would go even nineties, Okay, but, but I don't want any particular members. To We're not going to name talking names about them because <laughs> I actually do not look up birth dates, but no, people will join Anne Arundel women giving together and they will still be a member when they pass this world. What's, the, what's on the young side? I mean, what's what's about your youngest member? I'm thinking probably late 20s. Yeah, yes. Out there? Yes. That's, that would pretty much be it. And we have, we have some num- members who, young members who have come in, and we have one member who's unbelievable. She's got three small kids, and she still is on a committee as well. Oh, no. GivingTogether.org is where you want to go to learn all about this wonderful organization, Anne Arundel Women Giving Together. And again, this is Susan Cook, who is the president only for a year. 
Um, but thank you for all the work that you've done, and thank you for spearheading and leading the organization through 23 and uh, 24. Is that when you end? I end at the end of this year. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to your front porch. It's a wonderful, beautiful day. And uh, again, thank you for telling us a little bit more about this great organization. Again, Anne Arundel Women Giving Together, givingtogether.org. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.